Welcome to the Vlogging Pod. Tonight we are joined with award-winning author L.J. Evans. Woo! Yay! Hi. My cheer button's not working now. Okay. Woo! Yay! <laughs> yay! There we go. There we go. Apparently, my there we go. Yay! There we go. <laughs> so how are you? How are you this evening, L.J.? I'm really good. Everything's great. I'm on the West Coast, so it's still sunny and bright here. Nice. I wonder what it's about. But the sun's still up here as well, so we're not too bad. Um, we do do a 20-minute podcast, so I'm going to start our timer. There that goes. If we go over, it's okay. There's no harm. Well done. Um, I want to start off tonight with... Um, with beginnings, I think, uh, to, for an understanding for you, when you began, I think, that, correct me if I'm wrong, you started writing fan fiction before it was fan fiction. Now, I want to hear about that. Tell me how that came about. <laughs> well, I've been writing since I was a little girl, and I'm old, so it's been a long time. And uh, my sister and I used to, like, write together we would you know as kids we would kind of bounce off each other but um my first full-length story when i was in sixth grade was a fan fiction where i married uh, um the guy from uh dukes of hazard so john oh, schneider okay i don't know if you know yes I, i'm aware him. i'm aware <laughs> now wait a minute yeah, wait a minute before you get too far let me recap it is john snyder the blonde or the brunette can't remember the blonde the blonde okay <laughs> because i have to tell you and i can't remember the other guy's name so god forgive me but when i when i was young i actually got sent away for his picture and he signed it the, the brunette not john snyder <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah so i have my moments i get you yeah. So, you know, like, he fell in love with me, married me. You know, it was a full-length novel. It was, like, 100 and, you know, on notebooks because you didn't have computers, you know. So it was, like, 150 notebook pages, little tiny dinky writing. And, yeah, so I've been writing romance most of my life, and it began that way. I read a lot of Barbara Cartland novels, which are historical romance. So, you know, I my next novel, I, like, was writing stuff that was similar to hers, you know, very fan fiction, but we didn't have that name. We didn't call it that, right? We were just copying the things we loved. Right. I know. Yeah. I, I, fan fiction, that seems to be, oh, I don't know. I wish I could, I should have done some research on that to actually figure out when it actually started to be named fan fiction, because that would be a very interesting topic to get dive deeper into. Oh, it totally would. All right. We, you sh we should do that. We'll program another show for you and I, and we'll just talk about fan fiction. There you go. <laughs> you know, like, I feel like it was the advent of, like, Wattpad and stuff. You know, yeah. like, those stories that were being created on that platform. Mm -hmm. but, yeah. Yeah, it would be interesting to look it up and really go in depth on it. Um, so I want... Tell, tell me about my life 
as a country album. And I have to tell you that I titled that for our title on Wisdom on the app today. It's My Life as a Country Album <laughs> Romance Author, L.J. Evans. <laughs> so I wanted to put that into the title of the room. So tell yeah, me... <laughs> so um, now... Okay, it both it goes right into a whole series, right? Because there, it's not just my life as a country album. You went into my life as a pop singer. Correct me if I'm wrong. And, yeah, um, they're my... all they're all albums. So okay, it's the my life as an album series. So it's my life as a pop album, my life as a rock album, and then my life as a mixtape. Okay, <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> this kind of dates us. You know that, right? <laughs> it does. I know. Um, so tell because me. Of the album, right? Right. Well, on the mixtape for me especially. Um, tell me how that came about, the first book, which I believe is the country album, yes? Country album is the first book. Okay. So um, I had been um, playing around with a lot of different writing types, you know, once out of college, I kind of, you know, I was in my career mode and then I got married. I had a child. I was really focused on other things. When I got back into writing, we started doing a lot of screenplays and um, trying to get those kind of out there in the world and, and had some minor success with that and then kind of put it aside again and hadn't really found my feet and my voice. And I started reading a lot of the original romance indie authors like Colleen Hoover, Amy Harmon, Jessica Park. And I was like, this is this is my voice. This is the stories I want to tell, like these romance stories, these deep, like, you know, people that are overcoming things. So I had kind of in my head where I wanted to go. But then what really made the difference for me was our child and I were getting ready to go to a Taylor Swift concert. And so long ago it was from red tour okay so a long time ago and we were listening to all her songs up until then like we had them all mixed on a mixtape and <laughs> listening to them on cds in the car you know in the car changer the cd changer you know mm -hmm. and so they were on random and uh oh my 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 mary song came on and if you know that song by taylor says it's about these two little kids and they grow up together and they're you know, on the porch together and their parents are watching them grow up saying, hey, you know, the, they're going to get married one day with the dads and the moms are like, shut up, don't say that. And um, just talking about growing up, you know, on, in the porch and on the street and playing in the creek. And I saw these two little characters, their names, everything came into my head. And I'm like, this is Jake, this is Cam, this is their parents, this is the street they're playing on. And I saw this whole scene and like how they were starting to grow up. And then every time the changer switched to the new song, like I was getting a new scene and, and the next part of their life story. And I sat down and started writing that story. I think I wrote it in like four weeks. It, this is, you know, way back 2013, 2014. And I loved it. Like I, I was bawling in the middle of it. It was just everything I wanted to write. And I just didn't have the guts to do anything with it. Like I was following all those amazing indie authors that were breaking through, starting this 
amazing world of indie authors for us that I just didn't have the guts to push the button. So I would like open it up, look at it, read it, say how much I loved it. And then I would put it away again, you know, shut off the computer. And then a few months later, I'd pick it up and go, God, I love this. And <laughs> I sent it out to a few people, like a few agents and stuff. And, and I wasn't doing much with it because I just didn't have a lot of confidence myself in what I was doing. And, um, my sister, I sent it to my sister and, uh, I was in the airport with my daughter and my husband, we were coming back from a meet that, that our child had gone to a gymnastics meet and we were in the middle of the security line. My sister calls me sobbing and I'm like, what's wrong? And she's like, your book is beautiful. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And from that point forward, she would not let me stop. She, like, was constantly, you've got to publish this, you've got to publish this. So I did. Like, I just pulled the trigger. I didn't know anything. I, I knew nothing. I didn't know what I was doing. Like, I, I literally had an editor, put it out there, hit publish, and, and ran with it. So from the time I finished it till the time I published it in 2017, it was, like, three and a half years. And I just sat around with it. And then once I hit publish, I didn't need to do with it because I hadn't really done my homework. I didn't, I, I hadn't figured out how to get your books out and market them and do the due diligence you need to do. So it was a struggle to like get noticed and even seen. But then I had random people who didn't know me who were contacting me and just telling me how much the book had meant to them. Uh, and that they'd had family with similar situations and, and the things that happened in the book had happened to them. And it was just really moving. And so they encouraged me to keep going. And that's how the rest of the series kind of came to play. I started writing about the siblings and the other characters that were in the stories. And, and that's how we got here today. Nice. <laughs> now, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong. Did I hear you say before you wrote this book, you wrote some screenplays that were successful? Yeah, not successful in the sense that anybody bought them. I had gotten, I had gotten a lot of looks. So uh, I had a lot of people, I was sending them out to, you know, queries out to production people and entering some contests and getting some little bit of notice and people who were asking them to see them, but I never got anybody optioning them. Oh, so okay. they never, you know, became anything. <laughs> I know, but how ecstatic that people were actually reaching out to you for them. I mean, that is very exciting in itself. Yeah, it was really fun. You know, and at the time I was like thinking that's the route I was going to go. And, um, but then this story took me in a different direction. So. Right. Now, before you started writing, um, mm -hmm. you were a first grade teacher? Yeah, I've had several different careers, but my the last career I had was a teacher and I taught first grade and I taught first grade up until 20, uh, my last class was 2020. <laughs> we finished on online learning in 2020. And um, yeah, so I've been for, I was a first grade teacher for about 15 years and nice. loved it. Yeah, nice. first grade is the best grade to teach. Oh, yes. They're so cute. You know, they just are. They're so cute. Um, well, and you get to teach reading and writing and yes. the things that I love. And getting them excited about it was a blast. 
Yeah, every time I, I think of that age bracket, I don't know why, but I always think of Harry Potter, how when they first went into the, uh, first they went into the, you know what I mean, the wizards, and they were so tiny. And as they progressed, <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, like, I know they were probably older than first grade, but that's what they remind me of. Um, yeah, little baby. Yeah, little, just little. I just, I don't know. I, I guess I'm just getting old enough where I appreciate those little things. <laughs> um so as of January 12, 22, you released uh, Tripped by Love. And I'll be honest with you, it has burrowed into many hearts of readers. Just just saying, just being blunt there. Um, so I want to hear, tell us how you're able to ignite the hearts of your readers in such a way. I mean, come on, because it's only been out since January and your reviews on it are abundant, you know? I mean, seriously. I mean, I don't see any negative. So tell me mm-hmm. how you're able to do that. Tell me how you're enabled to ignite so many hearts of your readers. Um, you know, I wish I had an easy answer for you. <laughs> I just think, you know, I write with heart, I guess. You know, when I'm writing, my heart is, is part of those stories. And I those characters are... Are part of my life. I was joking with my husband the other day. Everywhere we go, I'm like, oh, look, there's a Coast Guard truck. I wonder if, you know, Eli and 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 Chuck would be on duty. And he's like, what are you talking about? Those are your characters. They're not real people in your life. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. They're not. <laughs> they wouldn't be on duty because they're not real. So you would so you would say your gift to it is that you really see your characters as real. You you break them down as if they're your everyday acquaintances. I do. I feel like they're my friends. I want them to be your friends when you read them. I want them to be people that you would want in your life, you know. And that's important to me. I love I love watching people around me and in books who like are find these hardships and how they kind of are resilient and get through them mm-hmm. and and put them make them part of themselves and just get better and grow and um, I don't know if that makes any sense but <laughs> no it makes perfect me, sense just, yeah it makes perfect just seeing sense. them as real human beings right <laughs> I know well I get that but if you're making you, when you do their workups and their bios, you have to, really. I mean, don't you? I mean, because how else are you going to develop the character enough for your readers to relate to them and feel for them and put them themselves in their character's shoes? I mean, that is the real test. I mean, I can't tell you how many books I've yelled at, like, why? Why? <laughs> and it's because I get so involved in the character. You know what I mean? It really pulls you in, and you're just like... You know, and, and that's even if you hate the way the book goes and not where it pulls you in that much where you're that engaged, that is an incredible writer. Even if you hate the character, and you're like, why? Why is she doing this? You know, that's still an incredible writer. It really is. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Like, um, you know, it's easy to um, there have been books that I don't like. Right. Like, at the end of the day, I'm like. I hate what happened in this story, (laughs) but the writing is so amazing that it moved me to feel that strongly, right, about it. Mm -hmm. So, um, 
even the books that sometimes you walk away with and I'm like, I've never read that book again. <laughs> and I've reread them. I swear to God I have. <laughs> we'll go back because I love the emotion. I love the how much they stir me. I'm just like, oh, you want to love to hate them. But then you're like, man, you know what? I really need to get back into that book again. <laughs> so, yes, right? I know what you're saying. Um, yeah, so true. With, so with your work hard on our minds, tell us about the multiple books shaping around Ella, as well as her pals, I believe, Mac and Truck in the Anchor Novel Series, which I believe is six in total, if I'm correct. So the Anchor Novels have six books in them. Absolutely. That's Ava and Eli um, are the main characters in Guarded Dreams, which is the first book. And there's six books in that series, and then they have a spinoff uh, of three anchor suspense novels. So if you include those, there's nine. Um, the last book, Trips by Love, which you were just talking about it, is actually uh, two of the side characters in there have spun off my next series, which will release in 2023. But um, so, like, they just, it's this world that keeps growing, right? Nice. Ava and Eli Ava and Eli were supposed to be a standalone book. So Guarded Dreams was supposed to be like a one done. Thank you. Just get out there. Um, everybody was like, you need to do a couple standalones because not everybody wants to invest in a series when they're reading, which is totally true. Um, and so I was like, I'm just going to write a standalone. But the problem is when I write, I... I love all side characters too, right? So all my side characters typically have backgrounds and lives and they're bringing <laughs> stuff to the page. So when I wrote Ava and Eli's story, his two best friends are Mac Track. That's their nickname is Mac Track and it's Mac and Travis, but they, they call him Track. Okay. And so um, once I wrote those, of course, everybody wanted Mac and Track stories. I wanted Mac and Track stories. So it just kind of snowballed. And then every story I wrote after that, there were more side characters that needed needed their own story. So, so that's how it became six. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know I actually love how um, devoted you are to it. I mean, that's incredibly amount of buildup for um, surrounding characters and even taking them even farther into their own books. I mean, that is an incredible amount of dedication. So as we're, <laughs> there's, there's a delay there. I get that. Ah, and I was like, ah. <laughs> um, so tell, since we're talking about Ella, um, I hear that there is a similarity between you and Ella's mom, Mandy. Yeah, it's Ava, but um, uh, her mom and I, yeah, there is a lot of similarities in the sense that we're both book lovers, um, and and we're you know both older women. I don't know. <laughs> I there is definitely uh, pieces of Mandy in me uh, that you would see on the screen if you. But I, some of the is, issues that Mandy has had, I I haven't had so. Okay. Um, but definitely lots of similarities between her. I think the, the character of mine that's probably most like me, especially at the age that she is in the book, is Mia from my life as a pop album. Okay. And uh, in that story, she's very, uh, 
you know, she's young in some ways. She's innocent in some ways, but then even though she's just graduated from college, she's she's got this whole business plan and she's a go-getter, but then there's this side of her, especially from a relationship perspective, that's kind of um, not backwards, but very a, a lot younger than maybe her age is. Mm-hmm. And I feel like... Mm, if you look at me when I was Mia's age, I was probably <laughs> very much like her. So uh, that's probably the character that's most like me. Right. Hi. Um, actually, we just had someone come in the room and they're asking what we're talking about. We're actually talking with uh, L.J. Evans, who is a romance author. Uh, Gabby, if I'm pronouncing your name correct there. Um, so let's talk a little bit on the covers. So I see that you have a new book coming out in September, which you say the title and cover are coming soon. So let's talk yeah. about cover design. How much control? What do you do? Where do you go? Tell me about that. So my the cover designer for all the books that are actually published right now is Megan Keith, and she owns Designed with Grace, and she's in Australia. And she designed all of those covers for me that are on my published stories. Um, and luckily, she's but she is an amazing person to work with. She's just a nice human being. We've become really good friends since I first found her, and she actually started like beta reading for me and doing other things because we became friends. And she had a really strong belief in my stories, so it was very much um, collaborative. You know, I would send her ideas, and she would come up with something and. And we'd move there and back and forth, and she would tell me, "No, don't do that," you know, <laughs> or or yes, let's go in that direction. But it was very much collaborative, so I really appreciated working with her over all of my stories. What they I just picked up? I... Go ahead, go ahead. I just got picked up by a, a different publisher, so um, my September release is with a new designer, so I'm a little nervous. <laughs> Uh, she does amazing work, what I've seen of her, uh, book covers. So I just don't know what it's going to look like, Deb, and I I don't know what the process will be like. It's kind of going third hand through, um, my publisher a little bit back and forth. So we'll see. I I don't have it yet. (laughs) Gotcha. So I did lots of mood boards for it though. So Uh... like, you know, like. Pinterest boards and like on the stock photo sites, I'd throw like images into, you know, shared files that they could see and lots of mood board telling them like setting and where do I, where is it and what are the characters like and those kind of things. Right. So you're saying you got picked up with a publisher company for the lot for this next coming book. So are the majority of your books indie or press or small press? They're all, they're all indie published okay. up until now. And then um, the new publisher is also a small indie press. Okay. So um, they're picking me up and they're actually going to take all my backs, my all my novels, and they're going to convert them over to their platform as well. So. Nice. Nice. That's can be, mm-hmm. That can be really scary and exciting at the same time, I would imagine. Scary and exciting, but you know, the piece of the indie business that's really hard is the marketing piece. Yes, I'm you know, aware. Advertising marketing. <laughs> I, I am aware. I've been, <laughs> I've been at it for five 
five years and not very good at it. It's just not my skill set. Yeah, I, so I've taken the classes. I've gotten lots of help. It's just not my thing. So I'm very excited because the community is really good at that. And and so, you know, hopefully they'll be able to do something more than I've been able to do. Right. <laughs> it is a lot of work. People don't understand everything because I have published 12 books myself. And I am an indie author, but so it is a lot of work. It's cover for everything from the cover, formatting, everything. It is an, a lot of work. A lot of work. Can't talk now. <laughs> a lot of work. <laughs> so I commend you for how much you've done. Um, so for my last question of the evening, um, I've saved this one for the last. So cherry and the cherry blossom a writer's digest self-published ebook romance of the year for 2021 so walk yeah. walk us through the path the book took and what you what exactly happened when you got that call telling you you want such a such an honor yeah um, so charming the cherry blossom started with another taylor swift song okay and um, i was listening to uh her one of her on her lover album her new one of her new songs and the whole scene just like popped into my head and i was supposed to be working on the next book in the romantic uh, the anchor suspense novels and you know it was it was the end of 2020 i was we had all been through so much and i just decided to open a page and just start writing what came to me. And that's exactly what happened with Charming and the Cherry Blossom. That's how Elle and Hudson's story to be. It was from a scene that I got when I was listening to the Taylor song and this girl kind of dancing in a ballroom that was empty in a, in a big mansion or a big castle. And the guy that she falls in love with kind of walked in and she was in her pajamas twirling on this parquet floor and he just kind of walked in and watched her for a while and then strode up and took her in his arms and you know started dancing with her too and that is actually the scene that started the whole story and from there i just just did what i had done with country album which was i i didn't plan it at all. I didn't even plan the characters out. I just wrote and I wrote and wrote and wrote and and it shifted the story as it went along and it came out really easily just like Country Album did and um, brought me a lot of joy because Elle is, is just very nature loving and she has a lot of hardship in her life but she herself is very joyful in that even when she's alone she's still kind of not a lonely person if that makes sense right and um so yeah so i was uh the work the story came out very quickly i was uh very excited about it and uh very proud of the work that i put into it and creating this fairy tale that is not a retelling at all but has kind of all of those components of the fairy tales that you love loved as a little girl you know the castles and the ball and, you know, the hero who's very protective and just kind of steps in to keep her safe from bullying and, and these mean cousins who are trying to take it away from her. And it just has all these little aspects that aren't 
telling it all. It's just its own little story. So I uh, wanted to get it out to some contests to see if it would, how it would do. And so I entered it into the Writer's Digest one and I, they chose it for the romance of the year for them. And it just, when I found out I screamed, I was like, (laughs) as an indie author, as you know, um, it's hard to find validation, especially there are so many amazing, incredibly talented people in the indie field whose books are never read because marketing is hard and it costs money and so many different things. And so we don't always get the validation that you might as a traditionally published author because we end up validating ourselves on sales and reviews a lot of times. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to get those. So you may have this amazing book that has five reviews and sold 20 copies, you know, and And so for me, like, it was amazing just to get that validation from a different source that saw the book, saw what I did with the book, and and thought it was worthy of their award. So it was a humbling and gratifying moment. Right. I fully understand that. Well, let me tell you, um, you are worthy of such, such honors. You are. You are a great writer. Um, I peeked into each of the books, and you are delightful. You really are. Mm. And if my mm. platform has anything to do with anything, that I hope that it is in a way for authors to be able to feel that they are appreciated for the grand works they do, as in your case. So I want to thank you so much, LJ, for being on my program tonight. Um, I want to. Th- Thank our listeners. Um, Every night that you're with us, it is so great that you come in and you contribute in such a way. Thank you again, LJ. Thank you again, all our audience. And we'll see you next Thursday.